Little Echo. What's up, people? The Room Podcast Wednesday night. Andy Grisimkowski. What's going on? Tommy Shayhood. Hey. My man. Uh, welcome to the Room Podcast again, Andy. You've uh, you've been a, a frequent flyer here. In yeah. The past, man. It's been a while. Love the new adjustments. Love the drum set. This has kind of been the model T of New England MMA podcastery for a while, man. And uh, it's good to see it's still kicking, still authentic, still very Dominicoed. And <laughs> and I, I love it. Welcome. The, great to be back. We got a lot of fun stuff to chat about tonight, of course. But it's just always good to just hang out regardless, have some beer. Uh, yeah, room. Andy, you always been, good kicking in the room. <laughs> you've been here like uh, with uh, you know a few guests. I mean, uh, you know, back in the the day with uh, Richie, you've had Chris Motino down here with you. Um, you know, not room. only do you come, but you bring uh, you bring presence like people to uh, interview, man. So, yeah. Well, this time it's just me. I, I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> it's just long. No, I, just... I'm all into it, man. Yeah, but it, it's been a generation of this podcast it seems and yeah those are back in the Rivera Athletic Center days when we we're all fighting amateurs and you see where they've come in their professional careers Richie just retiring and Chris where he's at on his run and and just yeah it's a long road and just good to still be involved with the the people that have been along the whole way your coverage and your guys's aspect of and you've been a great addition I don't think I've been back since you've been on Tommy no man so this is this is really a, a pleasure too because i've seen clips and you guys are always posting you guys do so many interviews you guys have everybody yeah cheer all right that's that's yeah cheers take the we'll take the table titans cue there i like it i'm feeling this is my off night i get to i get to be a little reckless off night i have an off night what are we seven weeks from the next cage titans or so uh you have an off night yeah, no, 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 no. That, that doesn't heat up to like fight week. Fight week, it's everything is on hold. It's that's kind of where it kicks into gear for me when the suitcase is packed and I'm driving down to Plymouth getting ready for the press conference. And that's kind of when everything shuts down and it is just go time nonstop until the sun comes up Sunday morning. The fights are done, and so yeah, we got some time. It's it's like the, the storms are brewing. All the yeah, match, yeah, the, the, all the, the matches, going, the matchups are getting on, yeah. made right now. We got some big ones that are already extremely exciting, but now we're in the stage of just kind of getting all the rest of the names that need fights. Who who's ready for it? Who's going to be waiting for the next card? And uh, that's kind of the chess game to play right now. And once that all starts coming to fruition, then it's time to start developing the story of fight by fight and how the card's going to play out. And and yeah, it, he's, it's he's, slow. He's, he, he's not thinking of. He's not thinking of the card yet. Oh uh, no, over. I'm all over it, man. Yeah, he's yeah. Not, like I said, I'm back. I'm back to going. work in the office, and the whole day I'm just in meetings today. I'm just like Sean Lally and Joe Giannetti. Holy yeah. shit, dude! Yeah, what a fucking banger yeah. that is. Out of left field, that fight came yeah, too. We I I wasn't really expecting it. I didn't think it would, but I wasn't surprised either. They're both. Sure, not so surprised. Yeah. You think about it, you say, "Holy shit, that makes total sense." Mm -hmm. Who they both are as competitors, as fighters, where they are in their career. Lally wanting that championship. Lally wanting that challenge. Never saying no to a, the, the toughest challenge possible. And Giannetti on the 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 run that he's been on the past couple of years, bouncing back off of losing his lightweight title to jump back into welterweight, and it's just such a huge match for both guys at this stage in their careers where. And you know what's going to be exciting? 
you know it's a clash of styles where Lally's going to be forward the whole time trying to take JoJo's head off and Joe's going to play that elusive game and and who knows he he could flash it up and throw switch kick knockouts get the grappling going Lally could change things up I I love Lally I'm like I wait and he's like fuck it like Lally's like one of the first guys uh, uh, professional fighters that I interviewed Hmm. Uh, I went to City uh, City Adtongna to talk to him and uh, man he's always been like a favorite fighter of mine just because not not only he's personable and he's nothing as ferocious as he is mm. in the cage uh but you know his his backstory you know everything going on there and he's just a he's a all-around great guy and he's a terror yeah cage and there's no quitting him you gotta mm-hmm. you know what i mean he had that fight uh, where he dislocated his, his shoulder and he's still Dude, swinging with it. To this day, that is one of the craziest things I've ever seen with my two eyes. He gets up out of that uh, Dars choke and whatever happened to his arm, it, it just wasn't working. And he's still, there's a sequence where he throws an uppercut and the arm kind of just like, and he's still just trying to throw that left hook, just no quitting him whatsoever. Shedrick, good, was just looking at him like, what? No, <laughs> I'm not fighting a one-armed guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, uh, Nick's Nick's commenting on uh, YouTube uh, saying, uh, Andy, Andy, Andy. He goes, uh, he goes, was hanging with my my Plymouth buddy. Still talks about Andy, a fight week comedy show. Like, oh, did you have a comedy show? Like, uh. uh no, no, we haven't done one on Fight Week yet. I don't know if we'd have oh, the time to squeeze one in on Fight Week, but I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean. It would be That'd tough. Be we'd, cool. we'd like yeah, for you. It would for be, Friday but... night. I'm at the hall until yeah. the cage is almost as much as we can Wednesday get done is done. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday yeah, Wednesday, somewhere. Thursday, Thursday, something like that. We can make some work. We can go back down to Main Street. I mean, I've done some comedy. I've well, done some comedy shows at Main Street, uh, sports bar. Right, yeah. I I mean fight. Good idea. But uh, wouldn't be opposed. The the fighters they're cutting weight. I don't know if they'll be able to come out and watch. Some of them will, but you know, there's a bunch of people staying that are family friends that stay. That'd be something cool to. I would not be opposed to doing that. I think we could definitely squeeze that in. If you guys would be down to show up, I could put a lineup together because I've been bringing some comics since I've been um, back in the comedy scene, bringing them around to the fights. And every single comedian, a lot of these guys, they go to like wrestling shows in like garages or VFWs. And like, oh, Andy does the cage fights. It's probably. And then they get the cage fights. Pretty much every single. uh, There's been. 80% 80% of them, that that is the best thing I've ever seen live in my life. Just just blown away by it. One kid came and he was on mushrooms. And I, I it almost inspired me. I was like, I, I might have to go to like, fights on mushrooms one of these dude. days. It just seems like yeah, it uh, would be a I, I've great been, time. I've been to the fights on mushrooms. Not necessarily. Yes, I have been to these fights. A little hey, bit. Microdose, no judgment from me. Oh, microdose ain't nothing. Um, but I did, I, go to, I did go to Neff. Out of my mind with Jeff. <laughs> out of my mind. And it was awesome. Good, it was fucking good. awesome. It was awesome. It was a blast. It was a blast. Jeff's cool to talk with. Jeff uh, Clock, who is part of uh, New England mm-hmm. MMA and the, and the boys. Uh, he's he's. I, we've become good friends. Because uh, kind of we relate. We take mushrooms and we get drunk you together. Get so. <laughs> there, you want the hat? You want the hat? <laughs> it probably fits you. It don't fit me. So anyway, I got the Don Shanus hat on today because uh, I've lost my hat in cleaning the room. 
and uh, I don't know where it is. Dude, it looks it looks right great, front, man. Looks great. You said you rearranged and everything. The drum set is all. I don't know if the people can see it, but they, they can't they, see it. But I'll take a video later of uh, everything going on because uh, I just set this up today. Yeah, tambourine Andy, and everything. Just, Andy, uh, for like, I've been downsizing for like two weeks, and I've been trying to get rid of furniture. I you remember I had all the chairs, stools in here. I've been trying to give stuff away to uh, Goodwill. Uh, a couple of guys that rent rooms here took some shit. I got a load of stuff in there. I think I got umbrella lights and stuff. I'm just going to like give the shit away. And I'm getting rid of that. And uh, I'm going to get another one of these gaming chairs for another guest. So uh, we're trying to make it comfortable. And nice as you mentioned, I do have my drum set in here now because I'm getting in trouble playing at midnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to play at midnight or whenever I... I can because I'm here all the time, and uh, so I think it goes all right. I mean, I mean, it looks like it fits. It fits. It. I was worried it wouldn't fit, but it, it does fit. Who's getting in trouble? Who, who's getting you in trouble when you're playing at home? Neighbors. Yeah, because yeah. I. Because you can hear. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Fucking drums. It's loud. Yeah, tough to cover up that. Tough, tough to <laughs> muffle that. <laughs> um, Living in tight quarters. That's. <laughs> Well, we did start off talking about Cage Titans, and Mike Paul there is calling in. I think uh, I told him what ten minutes. I think it's about time. Let me see if uh, yeah, he's ready. He's he'll be. Ready. I mean, we have a lot to. He talk might be. About, oh yeah. But if he's not ready, we'll I don't know what out. flights I'm at liberty to disclose uh, we tonight. I don't know yes, what kind of. I, I, I don't know what kind of beans. Any dis- I didn't expect any uh, any fights. But I'm sure he'll. Announced, I'm but... sure he'll spill a bean or two. He likes to tell us stuff. Uh, Miguel Sebason is. Uh, is that, how do you say his last name? Sevasan? Sevasin? Sevasin. Sevasin. Is yeah, it Sevasin or Sevasin? I think it's just Sevasin. All right. He'll let us know. Uh, yeah. Mike Oliveira, uh, Aaron Hughes, um, and I'm sure other people will watch him. What's up? Um, yeah, yeah, so we're I, waiting for Mike, but... Um, yeah, he, he is, like, sneakily tri- tricky. Miguel Sevasin. I believe it's just Sevasin, not Sevasin, nothing, no flavor to it, just Sevasin. How's it? He had his pro debut. Did he have his pro debut? His like yeah. Last, uh, it was Oscar Vera. It was, uh, it was kind of a slugfest, too, man. It was, it was a one-round scrap, and then he implemented the wrestling game, got the top pressure. I think he finished it in pretty much three-quarter mount. Some slugging elbows, and yeah, the last last event. He made his pro. Oh, not, not the last event. Uh, the, the event before. Not the last event. Was that the one we were watching? I think I watched the last one at my house. We just kind of chilled and watched. Oh, I, lo- yeah, I watched the last one at a, at the bar. At a bar, my um, one of my friends' bands was playing, and I had fucking the stream going. And the bar was fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. It was the one before that he fought. Oh, I think that's Mike. They, they run together. It's tough to, you know, it's like a real They all blend in at this point. It's We're going over, like, the whole year, and it's tough to remember what fights happened this year and yeah, last uh, year. And Monday you had, uh, you were announcing uh, the end of the, wi- end of the year awards. Yeah, right? and it's... As thick of pickings for a year as we've ever had when it comes to this stuff. It's kind of just a fun one-off thing that we did one year, and we just had to stick with it and keep the ball rolling and give accolades to everybody that put in work in a calendar year. And and this one was no different. I mean, the resurgence since we've been back, since the the pandemic shutdown, has the output of fights. Every fight card oh, after crazy. fight card has just been. We've had so many double headers couple of double headers at this point because we've had so many people that want to fight at the amateur and pro ranks. Good, good as well. That's always good. 
Yeah, that's cool. They started off. They got the kids sometimes. That, oh. that gets the crowd yeah. going. You know, Lakeville I mean? MMA always bring in yeah. the the young talent, and it's it's the best way to kick off the show. And those kids walk out and they're enjoying every moment the crowd loves it they always put on a great little scrap the high energy the little uh it's it's so fun a few years in a few years yeah that's the advancement of the sport they're going to be on a different level when they're competing at the level that the fighters we're talking about are competing at today. Uh, three years old. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, the Jeffries kids were yeah. like rolling at that time. So I'm sure. Um, Mike Paul Vera is ready. If you guys are ready for that, this gentleman. Um, I put the camera in a new spot, so he's going to see a whole new angle in here, too. See, that's the angle he sees. Uh, but he's not seeing Andy too much. Oh, know. whatever. He, he sees time. me enough. It's yeah, all good. He was just with him, so. looking at oh you can see that nick said he just uh i don't even have facebook on my phone oh, i can watch on youtube though right what i do have youtube yeah, on my phone nick's still chatting what's going on that. well he said he was ready and then uh give it a I, second i waited a couple back. of minutes he'll call back No, uh, I just, uh, he said he was ready, and then I, I, I waited a couple of minutes, and he was like, all right. Your window. He was, yeah, exactly. He'll call back. Yeah, he's, he's go. <laughs> I got some time. I got some time to brew. I got some writing to do and thoughts to gather and film to watch. It's, it's a motor. <laughs> it's, oh, there's no doubt about it. And right in this stage where he's kind of in the creative stage of formulating the card, let alone all the graphics and all the accents that go with it in the build-up and it's now cool. is the real fun building block stage sure. right now where yeah, you can be a some, face. Some matchups that we got in the hole that we haven't mm -hmm. announced yet and some that are one step away from being made, just one confirmation away, and then that we haven't even really skimmed the top of the amateur matchups yet. Matchmaking always fascinated me in that sense because it's so unpredictable. You know, it's so many variables, so many things can happen. Things happen last minute. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot. Yeah. Oh. oh, wait, wait. I see his face. I see his face. Uh, Mike, so much patron was ranked this year. We double it Patron. next year. Patron. Oh, sorry, I don't even know. I don't even... <laughs> patron, I don't know what the fuck. I thought that was a new beer by Cage Titans. What the fuck do I know? What's up, my man? How are you? Chilling, chilling. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, uh, I think you're seeing a different angle. I tried to set up your webcam. The call-in's a little different. Um, What's up, Mike? You can't see Andy... If Andy, if you want to move that, nah, he just... sees me enough. All right, it's you know, yeah, you yeah. don't have to see me. Yeah, he knows what you look like. Fuck Andy. All right, let's get <laughs> let's get Mike. Mike, what's up, my man? How are you? What's going on? How you guys doing? Sorry, I missed your call. I was just trying to get set up. Oh, uh, what do you? Oh, you setting up uh, to come on? That's what he's doing. Yeah. I can see I can see Andy's hand with the Miller light. Yeah. He was trying to hide it. 
Why? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Not a good place to hide it on here. So, Mike, uh, Andy started the show off talking, uh, you know, Cage Titans right away with Joe Gianetti. Uh, we know that was a major, major announcement by you guys. You had a, a Table Titans on Monday speaking about uh, the end of the year awards. Uh, man, what do you want to talk about, Mike? There's so mm -hmm. much to talk about. Uh, huge, huge matchups. Uh, two of you announced uh, main and co-main. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other things brewing, but you, what do you want to start off with, bro? It's been a big year for you. Yeah, well, actually, um, I we just released a video probably about a half an hour ago in anticipation of being on your show. What? So uh, we just dropped the video. We uh, we announced officially that Aaron Hughes versus Jay Kixenbaum match uh, is going down on January 27th. And then we announced a uh, welterweight title fight with Ozzy Martin taking on Colin Johnson. Uh, oh, pro, so, you know, who should be fighting for that vacant welterweight title? I mean, fight of the year candidate, it might even do A lot of people saying it's going to win fight of the year, but it's a candidate. And, uh, yeah, there you go. So, Colin Johnson, last time Nick Newell and his squad came up, they haven't fought for Cage Titans. Uh, man, Nick Newell fought on Cage Titans 2 and maybe wow. Cage Titans 5. Uh, but now he came back last event with his school, and this was the first time his school's competed for us. And they went three and zero on the night, and this is uh, you know a great opportunity for his school to come back and uh, you know fight for their first Cage Titans title. Well, Andy, there you go. That's you some beans. You mentioned yeah. I told you uh, that Mike will uh, Mike will be saying something, and he never disappoints, man. He's mm -hmm. always got something to say, Mike. Uh, Mike, yeah. big big year, bro. Um, talk about how the excitement of and uh, maybe grade the year or talk about the year, how it kind of, um, you know, matched up with the years previous, you know what I mean? How was this year for you? And, you know, maybe some high points of it. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, um, you know, overall the, the year was a success. I mean, you know, it, it's hard to grade. Um, I always try to like, it's like when you're grading cards, it's like, which one's the best one, the best one. Um, it's very hard for me to do, but I think overall it was success. Uh, you know, it's funny to hear us talk about just, two, three years back when COVID shut everything down. And when we first came back on the scene, it was like, let's go as many cards, as many fights as we can get. And, you know, now here we are. And I think we kind of finally got over that hustle and bustle of just getting fight cards as many as possible. And now we're kind of following into our groove that we were pre COVID where our shows are spaced out, you know, eight weeks, um, even for 2024, we have all of our dates, six dates every eight weeks. Um, you know, so we kind of fell into our groove. We did throw that curveball with uh, the double header on March, you know, the, the St. Patty's Day card. But I guess if I'm pressed, that was probably one of the highlights of the year that that double header, day night double header, uh, Cage Titans. Um, I forget the number of it. Shit. I'm wearing the sweatshirt, actually. The St. Patty's Day one. March, um, March you of know, 23, so that's got to be... 58? 58? I think yeah, it was 58. 58. If you guys say uh, so. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what makes that one special is that, you know, or makes it a great one is that, number one, it was a doubleheader. That's you know, cool. We had 17, 17 fights during the day, and I believe Andy probably would correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the first time at night where we did an entire pro... Uh, main card or entire card that was only pro fights yeah i do um, believe that that was the real historic moment at the end of that was that the evening card that was 10 full professional 
fights. That's there was no amateur action on that night card, and that is the first time. Even on the first doubleheader, there were a couple of amateur fights. Uh, I remember Mo Alcanani winning the lightweight amateur title on that nighttime doubleheader as a preliminary fight. That's how stacked that first doubleheader was. Uh, so the second time around, we were able to get that first all-pro card, which was a big deal at the time for sure. There's a lot of good fights. Yeah, there was a lot, of, a lot of great fights, number one. Like, you know, we were talking about it in our recap on Monday. But, like, as great as the fights were, Jacob Bone versus Ali Zabian, um, you know, then it gets followed up with Peter Barrett and Mokanani, and then the hold my beer moment. It's like Doomer and NFL. It's like, yeah, you were talking about these were the best cage science fights, not just this year, like top five ever fights in cage science, and then they went out and, like, topped it. Um, the, the key – so at the end of a doubleheader – you're expecting me dragging ass getting out of there. And we we're all like riding high <laughs> off those fights or those, the last main co-main event. So that was what sticks out to me. And then let's not forget that the fights that weren't Matt Denning had that in the mental health issue where the day of the fight, he just doesn't show up. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I see. I can see your face, Steve. You're not here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, Pat Gilbert and Matt Denning were supposed to fight. Matt Denning had that mental health scare, and you know he had he didn't show up to the fight, so that fight didn't happen on that card. And then the main event with uh, Luigi Vendramini and Joe Giannetti, where Giannetti missed weight, had to go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. That fight was canceled, which was the main event. So like going into that night card, it was like shit. We don't have the main event that we were promoting. Like, which would, would have been probably the biggest and most like prolific fight we've done with two ex-UFC stars, or veterans, going at it. Then we were losing out on the Gilbride versus Denning fight. You're like, shit, going into the nighttime card. And somehow it just it, it, it was overshadowed by the fight. So that fight card was probably one that sticks out for me for sure. Yeah, definitely sometimes uh, fight cards work out themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, you think, oh, my God, oh, yeah. the, the devastating uh you know losing fights you know oh. so close to fight night and uh and on it's, fight night you know it, what i mean it, but it's it's nothing that we really haven't seen before it's things that it's you've been doing this 15 years almost at this point it's and i've been along for seven or eight of it and this is stuff that has been happening since i as long as i can remember being this involved behind the scenes there's always these intangible things that d d d are unpredictable that could go down at any moment but matchmaking man fights and yeah. always deliver it's it, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter it's whatever curveballs come on fight night or pull up by the bootstraps there's always some fighter to come and save the day and you know who, whoever it doesn't work out for that night we'll make sure we'll get him a fight later we were able to get jojo fighting and, yeah and hopefully gilbride will be able to come back hey mike well uh, uh, i was gonna give you some beans all right here we go oh as we were talking about gilbride not announced exclusively announced here on the room uh, Pacquiao Bride will be making his cage science return on January 27th. And just like Kicks and Bama Hughes, we are actually having a rematch. It's going to be Lionel Young versus Pacquiao Bride. Um, every rematch. And this is a fight that Pat was kind of like, if you remember when they first fought, Pat was the undefeated pro. And Lionel came in and played spoiler and got that finish. And then he went on that three-fight win streak, finishing streak, all the way to fighting for a title. Since then... 
Um, you know, that kind of rejuvenated Lionel's career. And he went on a three-fight win streak. He fought for a title. Since then, he lost that title fight, and he's lost a few since then. Um, as for Gilbride, that was the start of a losing streak for him as well. So I think this is a perfect fight at the perfect time in both their careers. You know, Lionel wants a confidence booster. And, you know, fighting a guy he's already beat, that's why he's he wanted this fight. And as for Gilbride, he's he's always kind of felt like that was one that got away from that he shouldn't have lost. And he's wanted it. So it, just, it didn't make fight make sense a lot when Lionel was on his progression up going towards the title fight. But right now, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. And uh, I think it's a fun fight for the fans in New England. You got two guys that are recognizable that always show up on fight night. And, and it should be a good fight. So there's your beans for tonight. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, hell a yeah. lot of beans. There was, I mean, you mentioned beans right off the bat. Oh, yeah. But, Mike, well, uh, what? To, can. To, 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 <laughs> okay. to get back, he even cooked the beans for me tonight. To get back to uh, the year you had, and you know, speaking about how you guys progress each year and stuff, this year I've noticed. I think I I believe it's this whole year. Um, you guys started kind of started the trend of getting these high profile fights, uh, New England fighters against New England fighters, like. You know, in the past, uh, you know, it wasn't happening. It was try to get everyone to the UFC or to the biggest stage. Now it's coming to, uh, it seems like you guys started the trend of getting, um, you know, New England guys that are, it's a risky fights for these guys. I mean, they're on the, the edge of making bigger, bigger promotions and maybe the UFC and, and they're willing to fight each other and, and take a shot. I've seen you guys, uh, you know, really progressing this year with that. Is he frozen? Yeah, he is. He's, yeah, he's, he's frozen. frozen on that. Oh, you're oh, back. No, he's back. You're back. He can't hear us. Can he think. hear us? Hello? Can you hear us, Mike? I don't know. All right, let me What's call. with the heartbeat? No, he's hitting his... Uh, he's probably tapping. Yeah, he's going to call back. <laughs> that sounded like a heartbeat, too. That's what I thought. <laughs> There's someone playing Dark Side? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he was doing this. All right, let me... Uh, Nothing but the best quality here in the room. That's how it goes, man. Yeah, I don't know if I lost See, it, seen it all. Of course. But it looks like it might be dread. Are you there? I, I froze at the wrong time, I guess, huh? Yeah, I don't know if it's here or or you, but it just looks like it's... I don't know if it's freezing out there. People let me know. It's lagging a little on the YouTube Yeah, there. but I don't know if that yeah. that's just might be because that's on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, but, Mike, I don't know if you heard me, but I was... Yes, I heard the kind of question, like, the guys in, you know... What kind of changed? I got to be quite honest. Like, you know, I've seen I've seen some of the slack in the in the past that people kind of want to sling about matchmaking. And anyone that says it, it's so easy to play fantasy matchmaking on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram and say who you think should fight. Cool, yeah. we can all do that. But it, you actually have to get them to agree. Yeah. Like. I want the number one and number two guy fighting all the way up and down the card, but it's impossible. Certain guys fight only exclusively certain promotions. Certain guys make more money because they're closer to one promotion. So they sell more tickets for that. Certain guys have coaches or managers who do go that protection route. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's not like us as a promotion just decided like, let's give everybody the easiest fights they could possibly get. We got to pitch the fights that we know that they will take because we're in a position that we have to put a fight card together. 
Um, you know, and what really changed recently is these guys are willing to take a fight. Whatever happened, I don't know. I don't know. It's nothing I've done differently. I can tell you that much. It's it's guys like Zach Congan grabbing a microphone and calling out Trevor Goody. <laughs> like it's it's guys that are saying, "Don't give me the layups. I want a tough fight right out the gate." You know, and they want to test themselves because I, I whatever it is that's going on in New England, I love it. It's making my job easier. But I can just tell you. It's not anything that we're doing different. It's just the fighters willing to do the work and step up. And maybe the managers taking the kick gloves off a little bit. Maybe it's, maybe it's also the contender series coming into play. Cause now you realize in the past, I, I'll take Manny Bermudez for instance. It's like this kid was eight and oh, nine and oh, 10 and oh, 11 and oh. It's like, what else do I have to do? And you're getting to 10, 11, 12 and oh, and you're still not getting signed. You, I think guys just thought they had to pad their record up so much. You got this beautiful record, 12-0, and 0, with no losses. That's the only way to get the UFC. Now you see guys getting to 4-0, and 5-0, with one or two tough fights, and then every year there's a contender series they can put themselves on. You see guys that have gone to the contender series, lost, and come back the following season getting on. You've seen guys with 5-2 and two records on the contender series. So I think that Fighters know there's a little bit more definitive of a path, and the path isn't necessarily pad your record with 10 wins, and no one can kind of see through that bullshit, and that's going to get you to the UFC. The UFC has said it multiple times to me. You know, Sean Shelby's messaging me. It's like, take tough fights. If you're not fighting right now, guys that are contender series level fighters and beating them on the local level then we're not putting you on a contender series fight if you're not even at least beating one or two of them at the local level. So I, I think it's really the fighters, and I also think that kind of straight-line path that fighters can now see because it was the great abyss before. It's like, what do I have to do to get to UFC? Well, get to 10-0 and, and and have a beautiful record. That will get you there. That was the mindset. And I think now it's just a little bit more kind of carved out a little bit, and that that's making it easy for fighters to be willing to accept and take. Excellent, my Makes man. Makes a lot of sense. Fucking. Yeah. I mean, not the, not the hard part. Maybe if there's fighters watching, like, take a guy like Jack Congdon, for instance. You know, this guy, you know, he calls out Trevor Goody in his third pro fight. He probably knows that before July and August this year's contender series, if he rattles off a win, which he can't fight in January because he got injured, obviously, but he was about to fight Pat Casey. He wins that Pat Casey fight. He's at 4-0 with a really tough veteran on his record. Then he fights one more time before the Contender Series in July and August, and he wins. He's at 5-0, and he's a shoo-in for Contender Series. So, you know, those type of things happen, and, and I think it's, and it's really pushing these guys. Uh, so it, it, it's, it, it's, I guess that's it. I mean, there's nothing we're doing differently, and I wish I could take credit. <laughs> you asked me a question, no. It's lighting um, up. Yeah, it's lighting up. Yeah. Oh, all right, right. it's lighting up. I, 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 I'm over here doing the tech. I, I need Joe Leonard in here for me, Mike. I'm pressing buttons. Uh -huh. I'm worried if everyone's mics hearing. Uh, listen, working. I hear right. you guys all great. Oh, yeah. all right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I can see the lights. Yeah, over. I gotta borrow Joe Leonard and Nick sometime down here, but. Hey, uh, Mike. Before we, uh, you know, 
carry on with Cage Titans. I really want to talk about Giannetti and that because, you know, Andy brought that up quick. But um, Andy is in the room again, and uh, we've downsized here. We've taken stuff out. Uh, this is our fifth year in the room, and um, I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking loving it. Uh, Andy played us the drums early. Mike, did you know Andy played drums? Uh, I did not. I mean, listen, Andy's a, a great talent. I mean, you see him you see him singing the national anthem, which yeah. it's like the last fight. I mean, dude, Veterans Day, he pulled out all the stops. He really crushed the national anthem last show. And I mean, I mean, yeah, man, he's he's got the pipes. It doesn't surprise me that he, he can play the drums. I mean, I didn't know, but hey, nice. But a little while, but <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you not? Off a little, little bit. Right over there. I bet he's no Domenico on the drums. Hey, let me no, tell no, you. no, 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 no. There's let, levels to that. I'm, I'm like almost a blue belt <laughs> in a lot of things. Like, let, let, let me tell you, like, there's nothing like a drum set when like it's there and mm -hmm. can I like when you sit? People can I just it. sit there and it, it ain't like a guitar. Oh, can I pick up the guitar? Like, if you don't know how to play guitar and you walk in the room, you see guitar. You're like, oh, can I pick that up? If you don't know how to play drums and you walk in a room and there's mm -hmm. drums out there, you don't give a fuck. You no. just want to jump on there. The drums. That freaking I don't want to work. So, my Mike, that was, to bang on the that was Did you drop my drum set? Name the movie. Exactly. <laughs> Step Brothers. <laughs> You're all Tommy. That's that's Tommy's uh, that's Tommy's lane right yep, there. Right there. But, the Mike, uh, we did bring the drum set in. We do have a drum set in the room now. I'm going to be interviewing and having uh, musicians on and comedians and, uh, and people that Andy might know. In here, down the line. So we're mixing it well, up in the, sure, in, man. In the I'm, room I'm telling podcast. I'm all about you. I mean, you got, you got this 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 weird Rhode Island accent that hits you up. Just say yes. Go to the room. It's a great spot. Nefarious characters. Yeah. But I just want to throw it out there. I didn't leave the fight game as far as uh, you know, still promoting fighters in the area. I just wanted to expand a little bit, and uh, you know, fill my days up with uh, chatting with all different parts. Uh, you know, walks of life. I mean, right here is the you know bread I mean? and butter. Right now, we're talking to I the know. Cage I Titans mean, guys. Jesus this is this Christ. is the way it is. You know, you know, we're spilling yeah, I beans. Lo I love that you expand, and you know, sometimes you know, you get your feet wet, and you start getting into the podcasting with with the fighters, and then now you're you're dipping your toes into other avenues, and and I mean, I think you're going to find a lot of similar similarities between these types mm. of people. You know. Yeah. Andy's done some comedy nights at Coops, and these guys are just like fighters. And the way that they can promote themselves, I've had many conversations with Andy. Like, you know, you got to get these guys to kind of understand the process mm -hmm. of marketing themselves and selling tickets to their shows and spreading the word on social media. And, and a lot of his comedian friends are like, it's new to them, it's foreign, but I'm. It's the same thing with bands. I've been asked to like help promote bands. It's like you got to get out there, you got to do podcasts, you got to go promote. You know, I know you feel like a loser probably begging your friends to come watch your, sh your show, but ask your friends, sell them tickets, get them out. And that's how you spread the word. So like what we do in the fight game, what you do in the podcasting game with the fight game, you're going to find that's just going to translate over to these other avenues. And, and, and I think it's great because you're a great asset um, giving these guys this platform. And I hope they appreciate it um, as much as the MMA world has over the last you I know you've been in the room for five years, but you were podcasting before that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the bedroom, my house, yep. my, in my bedroom at, the, at my yeah. house and shit like that. The bathroom. Uh, but this <laughs> setup, this very spot, the, the building that I always get on yep. the second try whenever I come around here. Yeah, this has been this five years. But you're definitely going to find a lot of similarities because you know how fighters... With all due respect, everybody that's willing to step into a cage has definitely got a screw or two loose. Uh, this just and it's the same thing if you're willing to go up and just talk with the goal of 
making a bunch of strangers laugh at whatever thoughts yes. are in your head, whether you're a, a quirky, goofy comic or you're a dirty... I just like <laughs> raunchy just just not like, like Doug Stanhope's one of my favorite mm-hmm. all-time comics if you check him out that's 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 my that's that's how my head I'm works. gonna hey Mike I'm gonna learn all about this because I'm gonna have some comedians in here and uh you oh, yeah. know but they're all with all due respect <laughs> Off a little in the best <laughs> yes, way. Of course, it's and it's a punching lines and punching faces. It's kind of weirdly similar. And, and putting and yourself you gotta, out there, and you, gotta, and you gotta train. You yeah. gotta go out and you gotta you gotta put the work in. Oh, you gotta yeah. go out every night and get your ass kicked on stage, just like getting your ass kicked at Triforce mm-hmm. earlier. It's just it, mm-hmm. you have to to learn and get better. Next thing you know, you're you're killing it. Things are working and. Things are raps, honings, raps, drills, raps, raps. Yeah. Hey, what's everything with the band? I mean, Steve, you were in the band scene before, and like you're getting your word out there. And it's like when you want to invite your friends, and then you got some band members that are like, I don't want anybody there just in case we suck. It's like, dude, suck it up. (laughs) That would be me. Exactly. Exactly. I tell them, listen, we're going to suck. We're going to suck at one point. Just do it. Mistakes happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gonna suck. You're gonna go into a fight, and it's like every, you've been in fights before. I'm sure not everything went perfect in your undefeated career. You probably missed a couple of punches or whatnot, or mm-hmm. or got t- now. Now look at you. You're mm-hmm. boistering like no. Nah, pitch shutouts. Just shit. like no. Nah, you it I was, miss shit. You had a split decision. <laughs> you went to a split decision, so you had to have lost a round or two. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, but you don't pay attention to that. It's like it doesn't matter. It's nobody who's Mike's there. Not, yeah. Mike's nobody, like, you know, I was nobody who's right? there. They're, they're all there just. Amazed that you're in the cage fighting, or you're on stage performing, or or playing in a band, or nobody's gonna know that you missed a note. Uh, nobody's gonna know no. that you missed a punch. Exactly, or unless you unless you're one of those people, just, you like, know, unless yeah. you're a musician and them yourself who's just like, or a professional fighter, yeah. you're gonna see like but little I'll, mistakes, you know. I would but everyone's gonna respect it as much as no one else will know. The fact that you know, yeah, yeah, is what will make you great. Yeah, because. You know, the fact that I, I hear people say that all the yes. time to me. No one will ever know. And Andy says it to me. No one will know it except for you. And I'm like, yep. And that's why I'm going to perfect it and redo it. Because, yes, no one else will notice, but I will. And that's what's going to, you know, what I like to take into everything I do. I don't care if no one sees this or everybody knows No one notices it. I know and I'm going to want to be perfect. I want to keep perfecting whatever the craft that we're doing. Um, so, yes. No, not your friends aren't going to know that you missed that beat. But what's going to drive you to be great is, you know, Steve. Today, you 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 might rack your brain over, you know, what the sound levels were today on today's podcast. It's bothering now, me right now, right now, Mark. Yeah, the end user right now is watching the podcast, not even thinking about that. But what's going to make you great, Steve, is that when you go home, you're like, all right, what did I miss? What button did all I? Right, not I'll be tinkering. Yeah. You know, you'll be tinkering, and 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 I and and that's what makes. You know, keeps pushing you. Don't just accept things. I'm gonna I go. Regret. I'm gonna go high eye Joe Lennon. Fucking fine. One one last thing about that, uh, Mike. You know, Andy did speak about. You know, he, he's doing a comedy now, and he's in with that group, and they are becoming. They're coming to fight. So I mean, you're you're actually building, you know, everything you're into. I mean, as far as like. The, the, they didn't know about fighting, and hey, come check out the fights. Oh, so they you, love it. You know, I'm gonna have yep. comedians in here, musicians, and you know, I might get some fighters into music and comedy, and uh, oh, these these 
these musicians and comics might get into some fighting because you know I'm going to be fucking talking about that. Oh, I can't it's, stop. It's mutual. A lot of the fighters and a lot of the Cage Titans community has been very supportive. Anytime that I throw myself on yeah. a banner, any t- any show I've done at Coops or Main Street or anywhere, they've, they've been coming out in droves from all walks from fighters to fans. Big to, group, you know? Yeah, it's a it's big a, community. It's Yeah, it's just a test. You'll be surprised how many guys might actually train or some guys who might want to try stand-up comedy, or how many guys that want to sing in a band, or they might play instrument. That's what I always think is cool about, like, for me with Cage Titans, you know, when I when I get to talk to these guys, and it's just like, all right, cool, you're a fighter. All right, we all know you're on Cage Titans, so of course you're a fighter. What else are you? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Danny Jefferson's a firefighter, and, and guys like Joe Pomfret, who started Lozon School, was uh, a principal in high school. You know, uh, wow. Matt Gilbride's an engineer. Uh, you know, you find all these crazy things and interests that these people have outside of fighting. And, and that's the fun thing for me with Gage Sides is, is getting to know these people on a level um, like that. And then I think it's also important to push that to the fans. Like, cool, I play the drums. All right, that's fun. But, like, I'm also a human being that does this. I'm a postal worker. There's people that watch and might watch you just because – they relate to you because they they were a postal worker like you, um, or maybe or maybe they just want to kill somebody and they can relate to hey, you as well. Hey, Mike, you know it's funny. I am I am on a couple of postal group pages and that they do love my memes. I'm like killing them right now. But the postal Christmas memes, I'm yeah, the memes, the memes go, are always going postal. With you, Domenico. <laughs> Talk about right, hey, Mike. All right, so let's get. Back to Cage Titans. Andy started the show off talking about your main event, Joe Gianetti against the unpredictable one coming out of the darkness. Like, mm-hmm. no one thought of this fight. I mean, we, as far as us, me, and, you know, other other media members, I don't know, am I media? Whatever. Um, yes. They never would have put this, this fight together. They thought... Maybe Joe is probably going to go back to 155 after this fight. And then Sean Lally is on the table, man. Um, talk about it. How'd this come up? I mean, who, who, who? It had to be Sean Lally that came out and said, I want to fight. Um, and tell us how it came about. Well, it's it's funny. So Lally's been a guy that's always, like, he's almost, he's fought exclusively cage times besides the contender series. But, like, he's always notoriously been a guy that no one wants to fight. Like, he's the boogeyman. Like, you mentioned Sean Lally. He's got that crazy knockout power. You know, military veteran. Like, kid's always chiseled. Guys are just like, yeah, I'm not really signing up to do that. Because you know you're going to get hurt. Like Mean looking. Yeah, there's guys that you're going to fight. And it's like, all right, cool. Worst case scenario, he's going to take me down and dry hunt me. Or I might get submitted. Lally, you're going to get hurt. Kind of like Mike Perry, who's blowing up with bare knuckle. It's like... Mm -hmm. You're gonna get hurt in that fight. You might win, but you're getting hurt. That's and and Lally's kind of been that guy. So you know, after COVID and after his like he, he went to the contender and all that, um, you know he he he's he's taken this platform and and really exploded in the in the personal training field. Um, and I believe now he owns a title boxing and you know so he's really been focused on that. We tried to get him post COVID. He, he if you remember he fought Billy Goff. And, and Billy Goff was victorious and then went on to the UFC. Um, then we tried to bring Lally back one more time, and we had some issues finding opponents, dropping out, 
Then finally you got Matt Denning, who had that finger break, weird thing happen. Um, and if you remember that fight, the Boston Bruins were there, Patrice Bergeron and a couple oh, guys, because yeah. Riley's training a lot of those guys in the offseason. Um, so essentially, we kind of always, me and Lally always talk, you know, he always ask me questions about business, and we always have a good mutual respect. Um, and, and he said, you know what, I might be the type of guy that rolls out once a year and just kind of fights, keeps my name out there in the fight world to kind of help my personal training business and kind of continue to, to build that. Because that's, you know, he has a family now. He's married, has, has, has another kid. Um, so, like, that was kind of the talk. Oddly enough, he was looking. We were trying to put a match together with him and Pat Casey um, earlier in the year. And he came to the show, and the whole thing was going to, like, he was going to fight Pat Casey, and then something happened, so Lally couldn't. And then Casey ended up fighting somebody else, but Lally was there, and, and we were going to bring him in the cage. And Casey actually lost. Um, was it so, against? Oh, oh, I it wasn't against uh, Sam Sam Watford. Sam Watford. All right. Yeah. So Casey lost. So it kind of like crumbled those plans. Then I offered him Montreal James. I offered him like a couple other fights, and he's like, you know what? The Casey fight kind of interests me. At like this point in my career, like I'm kind of retired, unless it's a fight that kind of gets me excited so um you know that fight didn't come to fruition i tried to throw a couple other ones at him and he's just like you know i just i can't get up for that so when we put together you know it seemed like we weren't gonna have lally for another year he said you know what i'll, I'll talk to you next summer if i'm if i'm gonna kick the tires and try to fight next summer um joe gianetti stepped in and took that fight against pat casey and next thing you know Lally messaged me like that week and was like, listen, I'm down to take the winner. Whoever fights, that will get me excited. And whoever wins, I'd like to fight. Um, and, and there you go. Giannetti pulled out the win. And, you know, I kind of threw it at Giannetti. I said, listen, man, you know, we could set up a fight with you and Nate Williams, who's beat Don Shanus and he beat DSAB at 55. Or Lally's interested at 70 even though you said you don't want to defend that belt. Um, and, and, and Giannetti said, let's, let's go with Lally. I want to eat during the holidays. Um, you know, if you can assure me, I, even if, if, you know, though it's at 170, if I get a win, it's still pushing me forward towards a 55 title fight down the line with Duport. If he doesn't get signed to the UFC, um, you know, this was just kind of a dream matchup, you know, that I, it, it just, and when Sean Lally asks for something, I'm not going to be the guy to tell him no. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just like, if you want it, my man, let's do it. Um, I think his body of work speaks volumes. Um, no doubt. You know, his last, you know, his last three fights that he's lost, one was the Billy Goff, who's in the UFC. One was the Chris Curtis, who at one, I think he might have been top 15 in the UFC. Um, and then the other Still one was is. to Cameron Latchinoff by split decision, who was on the Ultimate yeah. Fighter. So like he he he's proven over the last ten years that he is the upper echelon at 170, and he holds our middleweight title. So this fight for me is kind of one of those dream matchups. It's a shitty matchup also to make because you, you got love for both guys, yeah. and unfortunately somebody is going to go home with the L. Yeah, that's, um, that, that is the only downside to this matchup. Yeah, but exactly. You look oh. at just how exciting it's going to be on paper, and just knowing them and the heart and skills they bring. Yeah, it's it's top notch main event to kick off twenty four. This is a, a huge, huge step and statement 
that uh, Joe Giannetti can make. I mean, you know, yeah. he if he loses his fight, he still has the one fifty five that you talked about getting that that rematch or you know in the future. But if he wins this fight, I mean, he has options and he has, I mean, more clout. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and he and he's he's on a streak and he mm-hmm. and he's going up a weight class and he has options as far as where he wants to fight. If he gets a call up, it not necessarily the UFC, a uh, good paycheck somewhere, um, you know, on bigger eyes. I mean, that's what he's looking for. I think. Uh, do you think Joe Giannetti's mind has changed? I mean, he wants to get to the UFC. He wants to get that. But do you think he's opened his mind up to different options other than just the UFC as the goal right now? Like, what do you think is going on with with his mind? Because he's taking a big shot here. Uh, taking on yeah. you know Sean Lally, I think I think the goal's still same the same for him. If you hear him talk, you know in, in my talks with him, uh, even after that Dufort fight, um, you know this 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 kid's he's not deterred. Um, you know he took. I think it though the Dufort fight stung, you know to to lose like that. Um, cause that was that fight that was like, all right, you win this, you're in the USC. I, I think it kind of was a blessing in disguise coming back and having that viral knockout over Casey, uh, Pat Casey, like it, it kind of quickly erased it. Um, I, we didn't totally erase it. Uh, but you know, it, it was, it was a, it was a solid victory and he did it in devastating fashion. And that's you know, ultimately the UFC wants to see finishes over guys that are good and, 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 and talented fighters. If he could get a finish over Lally, you know, though it's at 170, you know, maybe springtime, a quick drop back down to 55, and and he's sitting pretty. I mean, if Dufort is going on to the UFC, that vacant title's there at 55, maybe he goes and recaptures it. Maybe he takes one in the meantime. You know, I, I don't think he's deterred at all. He's still only, I think, 27, 28 years old, something crazy like that. And this kid's still young, 15 and 5. You know, seventeen and five doesn't look bad if he rattles off two wins. Yep. You know, and a win over a, a Dana White contender series vet. Um, you know, the win over Pat Casey, who's been a perennial, you know, top five in New England. Um, you know, there, there's some things there, and and uh, and as for Lally, you know, I think for him, you know, he sees that Giannetti has, you know, kind of the. The juice, if you you guys are a little older like me, but the Tupac movie back in the day <laughs> got the juice now. Uh, like, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's like, all right, Gene's got some eyeballs. Let me come in and, and, and snag some eyeballs if I can pull off this victory. And, you know, uh, I think Lally's, Lally's kind of not on that, like, hey, I'm going to the UFC path. But, you know, he knows that his bread and butter's here in New England with his business and his personal training and all that. So I think this will be a nice feather in the cap to kind of, keep his name relevant and big and, and he'll be able to piggyback off that uh, success in the cage and his personal life as well. So, man, it's, 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 it should be a good one, I think, honestly. And and I don't – I saw Keegan Horsher. I got I hate bringing his name up, but I see him always <laughs> shit nonstop. It's like, Keegan – Did he shit on this? Wait, wait. Oh, he shit on this fight. He Did shit he? on this fight. Oh, my it's God. Like, it's like, listen, here's the deal. At the end of the day, you know, for – 13, 14 years, you know, ago when I started this company, like this is just, if somebody ever wanted to argue me this fight, it's just like, I want to see this fight. And I 
write the checks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I write the checks and, and I want to see this fight. So if for nothing else, if, if Giannetti lost 10 fights in a row and Lally fought, lost 15 fights in a row, I want to see this fight. Yeah. And, and guess what? I have a promotion. I have a cage. I have a venue. And I have checks that actually cash. So I can, I can put the fight on it. By all, right, all right, Mike, not, not to stay out. One, one of his issues with the fight, can you, what is his top issue with the fight? He, he just said, he's like, oh, come on, Lally. He's one in four and his win was against Denning, or one in three in his last four, and his win was against Denning. But that's why I think I told you at the beginning, number one, I don't fight, I don't I don't talk about fights that happen on paper. I don't care if he's one in three. He lost to Goff, Chris Curtis, top 15 in the yeah. UFC, and it was one to one going in the third, and he lost to Cameron Lenchoff, uh, Lechinoff, which was a split decision. Those, like kind of like Ozzy Martin, who's fighting for our Cage Titans welterweight title. Yes, he lost to Brody McDougal, that was a fight that, yeah, he might have lost on the school, you know, on paper, but he won that fight, uh, you know, on different levels. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that was his, his his problem. Elon Musk is big in the uh, with the memes right now. Just throw that over my face right now, now, uh, Steve. Fuck off. If you don't like it. Fuck <laughs> I off. fucking love it. Like, <laughs> fuck yourself. Right. That's right. All right. Go I might fly it up. All right. All right, Mike. Let's yeah. let's move on to your co-main event. Um, you know, I don't want to keep you here all night, but you know how you know getting this guy Could off be. the phone. But you know, um, it's an exciting fight as well. Yeah, you had uh, you yeah, have you Mitch Raposo uh, taking on Mr. Valentin. That this fight. I think was in the talks earlier and uh, Justin couldn't do it for some, maybe some personal reasons. I think family issues or whatever, but, um, and then Mitch's fight fell through the night of the last card where he's going to fight for that title. But here we are, the original matchup that we all want. Number one, number two in new England. How excited are you that you have this fight? And you know, it's, is this going to be, is this Justin Valentin's first time coming to cage Titans? Hmm. I think we've had talks of him fighting when he was an amateur for amateur title. My memory is, listen, I used to remember everything back in the day. Now it's like, I I think it might be his first, his his sister or his cousin Erica has fought for us. I'm not sure if Justin has fought for us either way. So you're correct. He actually suffered a knee injury in his last fight and he thought it would be healed in time to fight. He was going to fight Mitch in November. The, the week of the September show when we were going to bring them in the cage and announce it, you know, he was back to train and he was just like, Hey, listen, man, his coaches said, Justin's never going to pull out of a fight, but we've been watching him go hard. His knee's not a hundred percent. We're not putting him in there. I'm sorry. If Mitch will wait till January, sign it now, or we'll just change the date on the contract. Unfortunately, Mitch was like, listen, time's of the essence of me. Yeah. He wants to get back to the UFC. And he's like, I'm not sitting around waiting for anybody. Like, you know, I want to fight. And I'll fight him afterwards if I'm still around. Um, we all saw what happened with Cleveland McLean. The fight fell through on fight night. It's just another thing in 2023. We talked about the main event falling off of Giannetti and Vendramini and then Denning not showing up on fight day for Gil- Gilbride. Another crazy fucking weird thing that happened. And and McLean gets a 104 fever in the back room, uh, you know, before he started warming up. And that fight was pulled. But either way, Mitch once again said... Uh oh. What did Mitch say? What was again? What did Get Mitch say? 
Well, I'm sure Mitch is down for this fight because it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Mitch right, said, we got yes. another title fight. We're going to do this again. Uh, we're going to take off from Mitch. Mitch says. And I don't give a, a fucking rat's ass. Mitch says he wants to fight Steve Domenico. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There we go. We're back. Yeah. It might be me. It might be. Yeah, yeah. but there, either way, like, you know, Mitch, Mitch was like, I'll, I'll fight anybody. I don't care who it is. I want to be the double champ in New England. I know I'm the best in New England. And hats off to Valentin, because like Mitch is seven and one or eight and one. Valentin's four and one, four and two. Though he's ranked number two, the experience is definitely teetered towards um, you know, Mitch. But when you take a peek at Valentin, he's that underdog. They've had Parker Porter, who's in the UFC, they've had uh Matt Bissett. You know, they got some killers down, Carlos Candelario. Uh, you know, so they got some killers down there. So and, and make no mistake about it. Valentin's coming in, rip roaring, ready to go. And we talked about it earlier. You normally wouldn't see in years past the number one versus number two. They'd be avoiding each other. Yeah. They'd both play the whole, maybe we should train together game. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. one would hide themselves in one promotion and one would hide themselves in another promotion. Uh, you know, so hats off to both guys. Um, and I'm, I'm stoked. I, I'm definitely bummed out that the fight with McLean didn't happen back in November. But, you know, he didn't, he wasn't actually in my DMs, like signing up, being like, yo, don't give that fight to anybody else. I'm coming back in January. So it kind of made my decision easy. Like, we're going to the original plan, which is Valentin. But Casey Norton put a good case in. I was just going to bring his, I yeah. mean, but as far as Casey, doesn't Casey Norton and Justin kind of cross train or they're affiliated, uh, Nick Newell and Underdog and that kind of thing? Or uh, they man. don't give a fuck? They, they, no, he was throwing his name in. Potentially for Mitch. Oh, okay. Mitch. Okay. Um, you know, again, those guys, like, so you know Nick Newell has his own school. You know Jeff Haddad has his own school. Then Underdog with Russell League and the Bissett crew. But they're also close and also f so friendly. Like, I don't know who actually trains together, yeah, who exactly. doesn't train together. Yeah. Like, so... Uh, you know, they, they might train together or they might have trained together. Well, well, well um, here, look, Mike, here's, here's something that will probably say it. Justin Valentin uh, did fight one of Nick. His last win was against, um, oh, what's it, Fiori? Fiori? What was the kid's name? The, the, he's out of Newell's gym, a 125er. Really stud of a kid, top five, oh, I think. Tim Flores. Tim, yeah, Flores. Flores. Yeah, there we go. So he is from Newell's gym, so... Well, oddly enough, Tim Flores is from FAA Springfield. Yeah. Nick Newell's FAA Connecticut. Yeah, that, that I confuse them two all the time. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, listen, the guys want to fight. People want to fight and prove that they're the best in New England and prove that they belong. I think that's the other narrative. Like, we're not trying to get to the UFC. We're trying to get there and compete in the UFC. And I think that's the other narrative that, that we're going to start seeing, um, you know, coming up with these guys fighting these tough fights uh, early in their careers. Well, Mike, uh, to bring back um, Mr. Casey Norton, do you think he will be the next, you know, if he doesn't get a fight before then or, you know, decides to, you know, get some work earlier, would he be the next for the title shot, whoever comes out of this, uh, you know, victory? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, listen, Casey... I think Casey Norton's fighting for reality, fighting for their flyweight title, I think, against Harrison Von Fligio. Oh, so he's already said. Um, right. So they're fighting on January 6th. You know in this sport, crazy shit happens. Like, every time I think I've seen it all, something new happens. So who knows? Um, 
you know, KC could be in line. Absolutely. I mean, he's definitely in line. He's called for the guys. So, um, you know, if, if anything happened with this matchup, we could slide him in. Um, if the winner wants to fight Casey, Casey definitely earned it. He took out 4-0 Joe Poirier, and he made it look easy in his last fight with Casey Shines. That was an impressive performance. The only little knock was he had an issue. He came in two pounds heavy. Um, but that was the first time, I believe, in his career. So uh, I, I don't think it's a long-term issue. It was just a little hiccup. And maybe that has to do with the fact that he was fighting so far away from home. If you look at Casey, you know, he's seen, you know, he did fight in Maine, but you know, he he's he's a guy that usually fights a little closer to home. So maybe he just has to work that out. Um, but yeah, man, Casey Casey's I was a huge fan of Casey. Came in, all smiles, you know, it was a, it was a pleasure to work with. Um, so, you know, he has a home with us whenever he's he's ready. He goes handle business at reality and uh, you know, start come taking out some more flyweights. Excellent, my man. Um yeah. anything else we wanna cover here? Oh, I talk to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow, boss. I mean, well, all right. So, Mike, let's let's. You know, I talked to Andy about Andy. You never get rest. You must be thinking fight. Yeah, you know, we're seven about seven weeks out from this this event coming up, first of the year. It must be all over your mind. He's like, oh no, no, you know. Hey, I, I mean, it is, but it, not yet. Well, Restless yet? Yes. Um, Mike, you know, looking at topology, you already have your other card in March already set. Um, when does the, you know, when does everything start? I mean, you leaked a lot of shit out tonight, but when does, uh, you know, the promo start coming out as far as like the other fighters and, and getting that stuff out? I know you like to get that stuff out early and yeah. really, really, you know, get it for the fans, man. When does that start really, uh, you know, hitting, hitting the, the train tracks? So, yeah, so oddly enough, all these beans that we've been dropping, like, are kind of fights that just kind of were already in talks or in the works. Um, I really haven't heavily hit the pavement with hitting up schools and getting their full list of fighters who are available. You know, we're at, like, eight or so fights right now. And this week, you know, I, we're eight weeks out, or a little under eight weeks out. So this is the week that I'll really start hammering the school, seeing who's already, and putting together the final touches uh, you know, filling out the card. Um, I got to meet with Jerry Muse this week. Uh, we got Zach DiSabatino, who will be fighting on this card. Then I'm going to hammer out his guy, Miguel Sebesin. And then, you know, the amateurs, those kind of come together right after that. Um, as for, like, promotional stuff, today, all day, I was working on the, the new poster. Um, the new poster we should probably drop tomorrow or Friday. Tickets are going on sale Friday, so my goal is to okay. drop tickets and the poster and everything on Friday. Um, we had a meeting today. Uh, we're going to launch a, a, a shop so you can buy Cage Titans merchandise before the holidays. Nice. Um, we're going to be doing a special for tickets if you buy them for Christmas that will be dropping on Friday. But yeah, so this by the end of the week, you're going to see the poster design and all that stuff. And then you're, you're going to see us ramping it up. You know, this, this show, because we have some local talent, that we can get to both sides. You know, we're going to be hitting up Lally's gym. We're going to hit up Valentin. We're going to hit up Mitch. Uh, we're going to hit up Giannetti, you know, so we can kind of get some more interview type stuff. I think we're going to bring back the media day, this this fight card, where we're going to have the fighters come on one day in particular and, and, and have media members there take their photos. So, yeah, that's, you know, it, it's tough. Like, this is, this is really difficult. We just had Thanksgiving. Um, Christmas is in two weeks. I told all the fighters... You know, by Christmas, I want to have everybody's matchups set in stone, which would be a month out. Um, so by the end of this week, beginning of next week, 
amateurs, everybody should be matched up. By the end of this week, the poster will be designed and dropped with tickets. Um, then we have the, the year-end awards. Yeah, you know, I was, just, gotta, I was gonna, gonna I was gonna, I was gonna, we'll wait until Andy gets back from the bathroom, and then we'll, yeah. leave, we'll leave off with the end-of-the-year awards, and you know, when that's going to come out and all that, you know, how it, how, how, how you vote on it. Uh, you guys, you know, come, yeah. come to the winners of it. But, um, yeah, yeah. we'll wait until Andy comes. But Mike, I just want to congratulate you on a fucking great year. Yes. Um, yeah. Like you, you know, listen to the, your podcast on, on, on Monday, you know, raising the bar. It's, it's incredible. Like you don't think you can raise it anymore. And you know, you just, you're flying fights, fighters in, uh, tough fighters in, to take on uh, fighters around here that hasn't really happened in the past. Like people don't want to spend the money to bring these fighters in. We're running out of fighters to fight each other. I mean, in New England, we're running out of you know fights, and you, you're bringing guys in, um, you know, really top-notch guys to to challenge. You know, some of our fighters are uh, they're on, they're on the edge of making it to the big time that need these kind of matchups, and you're doing it for them. Well, you know, you, you I'm big into you know, like loyalty and guys sticking around, you know, as I've mentioned before, we don't sign contracts. So if you see guys that are fighting for cage signs every time, that's because they, they chose to do that. You know, I don't have a piece of paper that forces them to fight for me, but I think in return for those guys is that they know if they compete for us and stick with us, we will bring them in the fold and we will keep them active. We will keep them busy. We don't tell them, oh, there's no one local to fight you. So sorry, you're not fighting this fight card. We'll go out and find somebody to fight them. So I, I think it's a, the trust level that they have in us and, and the fact that, you know, we're willing to keep them busy. Um, and, and, and we know we'll do whatever we can to get these guys busy and get them the amount of fights. Cause listen, we're not the end game for some of these fighters. And I know that I'm not delusional. Um, you know, the cage Titans isn't the world title. Like the UFC is the world title. Let's be real. And you know, that's the, the goal for a lot of these fighters. And, and, and I'm going to help them get there. By just keeping them active, keeping them busy, and if that means flying guys in. That's what we'll do, uh, and, and, and that's just my commitment to them. They commit to me, and I commit to them. Um, it, it's a it's a beautiful relationship that I that I appreciate with a lot of the fighters that we have. Awesome, my man. People love yeah. being involved. Yeah. People see, love you being in love. love. Mm -hmm. You see the love from every. And I will tell you this. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate y'all. Congrats, but I also congratulations to you on your all your dedication and hard work. You know, it's it's a thankless job at times, and it's it's harassing fighters that get them to call in, and they say they're going to call in, and they don't. You know, it, it, it's it's a tough side of the business that you do, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. It's, you know, so thank you, because a lot of guys have come and gone. Like, mm. you're in a very much similar situation to, like, I am. Like, you know, you've seen the new flavor of the week pop up on a podcast. You, you know, you could probably name them all that have come and gone. And then go and away. And you are left standing. You know, and, and over 13 years, you know, I see a lot of that happen too. And, and, and I sit back sometimes and you forget that and you, and you kind of have to smile. And, you know, sometimes in the privacy of your own home, pat yourself on the back. You know, you don't want to be boisterous, but you know, pat yourself on the back and be like, wow, look at this, man. A lot of come, people come, a lot of people go. They've all tried to do what we do. And someone like you, here you are standing all these years later. So even if you're delving into other things, you know, I, I, I think that's just an evolution of yourself. And, uh, good job, awesome, my man. Can't Thank kill you him. so much for that. I think uh, <laughs> it, it it has to do with you know passion and treating it more as a hobby as than as it's going to get you you know 
you, you know what I mean? Things will come to you. Good things come to you. They will. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the, the percentage, it really is. You know, it really is. the percentage of you getting any farther than the regional level as far as media is, 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 is a huge gap there. So you got to have fun with it. You got to have passion and you got to be in the lane that, you know, you can have fun with. And I found my lane and it, it, it's just good stuff, man. I got people like you, Andy, fighters. Um, to always have content and talk to man. It's all about just wanting to jab and and talk and and learn about people. Talk about what we like. You know what I mean? What else would you be doing on a Wednesday night? Shooting the shit at the bar with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Fights. So now you're doing it in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Uh, last thing, Mike, we're gonna leave off with uh, you know the end of the year awards, all that. I know you talked extensively about it on Monday. But uh, tell the people who might not have watched the show um, what's going on with that, if they can vote, um, when when is this all happening, and when is the, the results going to come out? Yeah, so for the last, I want to say six or seven years, Cage Times, we've been doing uh, year-end awards, and, and, and it's had some great success. I mean, it's really a nice way to kind of look back at the year and, and honor the people that are really laid it on the line inside the cage. Um, you know, so this upcoming Monday... You know, we will be releasing all the nominee videos and then immediately following the nominee videos, the link will go live for voting. You'll be able to go on there, do a ballot and and submit your ballot. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, it's, it's not a clear cut exact science. You know, obviously the ballots are considered. It's for interaction. Likes and comments are considered um then we have a panel that we kind of do where well like i think in the years past you've been part of the panel um you know we've asked people to be a part of a panel that like we kind of hand select that really know uh or been to a lot of the fights that have seen them firsthand um you know because you know we wanted to we, we don't want it to just turn into a popularity contest where you know you have the most followers then of course you're going to win every award yeah. mm-hmm. but we do take it into consideration and and it does become make up a percentage of the vote, but then we have a panel, and then we have our internal cage tags panel. So it's kind of three arms that kind of come together. But overall, uh, long story short, the nominee videos are going up on Monday, followed by voting, and uh, then we'll announce the winners um, uh, to be determined. You will probably do it on a table titans. We we kicked around the idea of doing it the week of the next cage titans, which would be January twenty seventh. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on fight week already. So I don't know if we want to throw one more thing on top of us. So, uh, you know, the following Monday after we release the nominees is Christmas. So we're going to figure out a good, maybe we'll do a special edition table times on like a Tuesday or something, uh, but we'll figure that out. But either way, be on the lookout for the nominee videos on Monday and, um, you know, the voting will be there. Awesome. I mean, uh, last thing, uh, Mike, you mentioned tickets going on sale for the January card. When is that? Did you say Friday or uh, Friday? Right. So fine. I'll drop you one more bean and, and I'm gonna, <laughs> Nick's, Nick's going to be mad. We're going to be doing a ticket, a ticket thing for this upcoming holiday season. Tickets are going to go on sale for January 27th, this upcoming Friday. And in addition, if you purchase your ticket for January 27th, you'll automatically get a free hall pass with every oh, cool. purchase. Purchase. So we're going to be releasing that on Friday. 
But don't tell anybody, Domenico. All right, no, no one's watching at all. Well, fucking, well, well Kate's Titans fans. <laughs> don't over be here. telling anybody. That's that's our secret for uh, Friday. We're gonna be dropping that video on Friday. Awesome, Mike. Well, uh, last thing for me is uh, this Monday night is my last card game of the the season. As far as that's why I can can't make it to Kate's Table Titans card shows. game. I play Hilo in a Hilo Jack league oh, right. uh, every week. I play with my son and my boss and shit like that. So this is the last week, and I am taking the next season off because I'm sick of all the fucking people I play cards. With. <laughs> they're all cheaters. They all fucking do signals. They're all I'm degenerates. It, they do. They cheat. Out. They're all cheaters. Jesus. Even my son. Why don't you learn to cheat? cheat? You should cheat too. I yell. <laughs> I yell at my partner all the time. You suck. <laughs> so I got. I got to take some time off. So Mike, I will. Uh, you know. Maybe uh, you know, we can do that hot wing hot take. <laughs> Love it. Before the Love next it. before yeah. the next uh, you know, the next card. See how uncomfortable like you that, could get, so. Steve. <laughs> we can watch Steve squirm in his chair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but listen, I am no longer media calling the shots anymore. Yeah, you're no I am more just a home podcast so I can say what the fuck I want. That's it. It's a beautiful thing. People say that to me. When you're done with cage signs, you should write a book. Like all the fights that I wish I could have made. Who was a diva? Who wasn't a diva? Who did I like to work with? Who didn't I like to work with? I like to work with everybody. Wink, wink. Like there's definitely some fun stories I would have for a book after uh, cage signs if I could say what I wanted. But you will finally be able to say what you want. And you'll able to say armbar Marty Navis. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably the craziest. Actually, you know what? Speaking about hot wing hot take, I got to say this. Yeah, I didn't think about it earlier, but it was another 2023 moment that you asked me, like, what was something that stand out? The fact that Cage Titans was on Bet MGM. Yes. And we got picked up. Um, I got to say, like, you know, when I first started Cage Titans, you know, 15 years ago, I thought I was going to do one show and never do it again. And then to see, you know, I'm not a gambler, but like, to pop something open and see something that we created uh, on such a prestigious site of like BetMGM, like on such a large platform, it was kind of cool. I will say, I definitely got some giggles when I saw that. I was like, "Oh shit, look definitely, at us, we're on here!" Definitely uh, cool. You know, so that was another cool moment, and I think that was a cool factor for some of the fighters. A lot of the fighters were definitely into it. Some of them liked the odds, some of them didn't like the odds, but I think that it showed kind of a progressional step for cage Titans that were, were in that round. Cause right now, um, you know, Bellator UFC, I think PFL, I don't see any other regional promotions um, being on platforms like that. And after our first event that we were on BetMGM, they actually shut down the site from taking bets because they called us the following day and said that they never seen so much action and they didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, they didn't expect uh, it. I mean, I remember yeah. that night we yeah. were watching our bets on the online, and they, they, it just shut off. It was like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. So uh, crash the server. They told us after two shows ago that that like they were seeing higher bets like coming in, uh, more action coming in that they like on par with like Bellator and uh, you know PFL stuff. So they were very happy with it. We're we're looking forward to maybe you know. Uh, Turning that into a little more formal of a partnership. Um, this was all a trial for this past year. It was, you know, they thought it was cool. They wanted to pick it up and kind of kick the tires. And I think we we delivered similar to Spectation Sport. Um, you know, it was kind of a trial run this year. And, and I think that we've done some great work with those guys. So 
in 2024. Hopefully, we'll see some more things. Wow, he keeps bringing these things up. I'm like, I keep forgetting because there's yeah, so many things that happen. Exactly. It's like fucking expectation, fucking the betting. It's like, holy shit. Fun year. So fucking new lighting. Was the lighting rig this year? The new lighting rig? Ooh, was it, it this, was year? this year? Big so. Was it this year? Hold on, I have a video from when I had... I mean, I think it was last year. No. it... I got a video the first time we ever did it. Yeah, I don't remember um, when it was, but I remember the first time we did it, we had the manual lifts. I thought you were going to have a heart attack. <laughs> you were, like, threatening people away from you because you had to do it yourself. You were like, I've got to do it. I'll get it going. Ah, uh, yeah, Andy knows. He was like, stop it. And I'm like, no, nah, man. <laughs> you were, like, like, right in the face. I'm like, you're sweating pure monster right now <laughs> and there's nine of million things to do we could take care of you're like i've got to be involved yeah i yeah well i've been to i've been to fights before i've been to fights where he's choosing seats for people having people uh scoot down yeah so everyone can you know that's the real thing so i honestly for 2024 or even beyond that might be one thing that i have to put on on a list like you know, I feel over the past few years, and I, I'm not as accessible, and I'm not as speedy as responding, and it always hurts me. And then, so I think that's something that either I have to accept as we grow, or, um, you know, try to make more time. Because, like, I would say the one fault that I feel like I've been, that I've had is, is, is the, the response time. You know, like, when I see my response time on Facebook, it's like, you haven't responded to this person in four days. And it's like, yeah. shit, but I got these guys who I haven't responded to in seven days. So I got to get <laughs> to the seven day awesome. guys before I go to the five days. So that's one thing that I'd like to get better at. Um, I know that sometimes I have my uh, coaches and stuff like that, that I talk to. They like, you're so hard to get in touch with. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get better. But as Tommy just said, I'll be at shows sitting people. Yeah. I'm designing the poster. Mm. I'm creating our website. Like it's, it's, it really is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things. So I, I, I think, you, I think, Mike, you're spoiling people. They think you're, you know, they, they think there's like ten of you. Um, it's not a bad thing because you make them feel comfortable and shit. But yeah, it, but it, even with you, Steve, I used to say to you all the time, like, listen, I promise you, I'm not missing resharing your stuff because I don't like purposely. Like, I just don't see everything. I don't look at all my notifications. Yeah. My freaking notifications, I haven't looked at in probably months. Like, so, like, if you really need me, message me. And then what I tell you, message me twice if yeah. I don't. Like, yeah. so, it, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to being that guy that, like, some guys would be pissed if you they text you and you don't respond. Yeah. And they send you, like, question mark. Send me the question mark. Bump it to the top of my list. I, I that That's my disclaimer for today. I got the emoji uh, like that. I got this emoji. Yeah. All right, Mike, man. Uh we're gonna let you go and I'm gonna, you know, just talk to Andy for five minutes at the end of the show. Um you you mentioned Monday, Table Titans, big, yeah. big night. Tune in, we got a lot of news Definitely. to drop. Um and I appreciate you tonight for coming on as always and you know, dropping beans, man. It's it's Those good beans. It, you know, it, it helps the show. Mm -hmm. Um People know you're gonna come on and Magical give proof. some 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 info, and I appreciate you know the love and uh, you know you giving that to me. So thank you so sure. much. Well, man, thank you guys. Thank you, Tommy. Thank, thank you, you, Steve. 
Andy, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Andy, At fuck you, he says. In like 10 minutes. All right, later, boss. You're, you're cool, minutes. you're cool, <laughs> fuck you. I'm out. Uh, All right, man. Later, boss. Thank later, Michael. Michael. Take it easy. Uh, that's awesome. Good shit. Oh man! Oh, yeah. One man. more thing. One more thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, what you're you doing. Know, you say one more thing. Well, that's that's, like, that's uh, Steve's thing. Man. Whenever Steve says one it. more thing for an hour. Yep. No, it happens. I can't. It looks, I can't. Right, like, there's yeah. there's so much well. more to talk. He brought up fucking, you know, MGM. Yeah. He brought oh, up yeah, fucking man. all this stuff. I was gonna, oh, yeah, it really was a monumental year. It really, truly was. The more the more this grows from a passion project into just it's it's always been legitimate. It's always been the good one at the heart. Like all of us are so invested. Just at the core, mm-hmm. we're all we're, from from Nick to Joe Leonard to Paul Vera to me to to Brandy to all the fighters to to Tyler Pimentel who comes in. Yep. So we're all involved yep. because we fucking want and it, to and be it there. Really and shows, we love it, this sport. It we shows love the, the people involved. It shows with in the it. product you guys. Yeah. yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, so, there's, there's uh, nothing else like that show in uh, the the hall when it's jamming and. Uh, everyone's pumped, like I said, on a hot summer night. Everyone's sweating in the best way oh, ever. It's dude, just full of fucking. I, I love it. It's yeah. it's it's the best. And this year we definitely uh, hit peaks that when I got involved I didn't really imagine. Mm-hmm. Just to, yeah, the, the, the day night doubleheader, yeah, well, the, the we, total we, pro cards. We spoke the, about five years me being here. You've been with Cage Titans about around the same right yeah, 2016 like, was the first one that i did yeah well even longer yeah, you commentated that's no, right i was doing the podcast earlier so i was doing yeah. it in 2016 yeah that's when i started commentating november 2016 was the first one richie and i did i was oh, now now he's got his fingerprints in the, the cage nice titans hall of fame right there missing that Hey, Richie you was telling integral. us the story about right. how you guys right. just decided to do commentary. It wasn't scheduled, kind of just scheduled, happened. It wasn't planned. Yeah. It happened on a day's notice. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go down there to watch anyways. I was there the night before um, to watch Richie fight. And then I had to go back home for something and then drive back down to Plymouth the next day. Richie had a hotel. And there was going to be a couple of other guys that were going to commentate. And they fell out of it. And mm-hmm. Didn't want to do it. I got a phone it. call and just... Hey, you want to commentate? I'm like, sure. Yeah. I only really know our guys that are fighting. I don't know anybody else, but I'll, I'll go babble on about fights. Mm-hmm. Why, why not? Get down there and... The rest is history. The rest is history. But the funniest part about that is I get down there in the clothes that I was like wearing. I had a, like, a, like a sky blue button down. I was wearing khakis and, and had some, some shoes on. And drive right down there. It was a nice day, so I didn't really need a jacket or whatnot. I get down there. Richie's been down there in the hotel and... Get out of my car. He's wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> what? Identical outfit. He doesn't have a single chain. Like the exact same color shirt, the exact same color pants, the same <laughs> shoes. We're just like a pred. There's nothing we could do. Freaking frack. We had to just go. It was like, did you play it? No, it wasn't played. It just, it, it just was. But it was a uh, the strangest funny. coincidental moment. Fucking like the fighters trying to dress yeah, up, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was a riot. A little then, least yeah, offensive. The rest is history. The rest just, is history. And it was, he, he's kind of been, we've had so many people in the rotation of the mm-hmm. color commentators, yeah. and he kind of took a back seat this time, and it was just an extra set of legs and hands and eyes for Paul Bear, and he was saying, just how ridiculous amount of movement that goes in. Oh, yes. say Paul Bear's the one seat in people's. Yeah. Now, now it's at the stage where if Richie does the play-by-play, and I'm, taking a night off or whatnot mm-hmm. then what can i do to yeah. usher people oh yeah you'll be the, yeah like, exactly uh, like the day night doubleheader this year was the first time paul Vera had to run to the bank for like 20 minutes he left for like a fight if a wow. fight and before he left he came to me and was like all right 
you're in charge. And I shit my pants. <laughs> I just get just like, ah, what? 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 Like, How about what? I go to the bank? And so in 20 minutes, I only fucked like two things up. That was yeah. it. It was, I put out like two small fires, fucked two things up. Mm-hmm. But that was, That's it. It's, uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's, like, like we say. The it, show went on. It, it works out. It works itself out. And it's always, uh, you know, the shows just keep topping each other. Well, Andy, we'll yeah. be here for another three hours. Oh, but we absolutely could. not The last thing I want to leave off with. Trying to get the Ricks in one suck at Rhode Island. <laughs> I was, was going to say, say it. Yeah, it's just an right? open mic. But so that, that honestly, this, was, is, this, this one in one socket. I love all the, all, all the open mics around in uh, Worcester, the Blackstone, and uh, Hotel Vernon, Providence. You got Jake and Johnny's. You got Pub on Park down yeah. in Cranston there. Uh, there's, there's so many great ones. Bomb Shelter up in Lowell. It's my neck of the woods, Lowell. Tempo Bistro and Waltham, and, and where I live in Mass, it's pretty convenient for me to get to all the, the spots. But Rick's in one socket is where you cut your teeth. Okay. It is the most degenerate crowd. <laughs> the most degenerate That's what I like. Town That's a comedy I like. State of the nation. It really is. It's, it's, you're getting heckled. It's, you're going to bomb so mm-hmm. bad. You're going to get tough. Roll leather. Mm-hmm. And when you do win that crowd over, you just, impervious to any other obstacles you come where it's just it's it, yeah this sucks i'm bombing but it's not rich it's yeah. a tough town yeah it's i broke i broke my hand on a guy's face in one socket a couple of wound socket rockets it's certainly it's certainly an interesting spot i i, I do enjoy it but uh they've got great comics that go through dan martin who's a headliner uh andrew ballisteri who's hosting tonight he's a guy who's been on a bunch of my shows the flying julie syatt he goes down there, so any Wednesday night that. that you guys get out of here early, go down there, check out some. Oh, of the I will because we get out of here at like nine o'clock. Yeah. You want to get some comedians I, in I, here? Rick's is the that's spot the place to go. Because go so, I usually go to like to a karaoke after this. That's a good this. resource, dude. I'm gonna go there. Go to yeah. go to Rick's. You got Jake and Johnny's Lounge on Atwell Avenue in Providence on Thursday night. That's a that's a John Parada mic. Steve uh, Steve Denuccio. Awesome. Oh, Steve Denuccio awesome, runs yeah. that one. So you you know these names, but they got a great open mic where you get a, a rotation of guys that are up there for the first time, first month at it, and guys that have been doing it 10, 15 years that'll go up there all in the same spot. So it's uh cool it's well, it's a great fun little scene and we're all in it together just like the fighters but i'm gonna use andy as my uh meter and like andy, yeah guys comedy guys to me yeah we don't want to if i wanted to come on tell me if it's you know no, it gotta be funny. like we spoke before to leave off on that like i want to you know i want guests on here but you know i've Paid my dues. I don't want yeah. just someone off the street who's having it. I I want someone that's actually yeah. a working, worth a lot of, has a, a craft and has done it. Yeah, there's a scene out here. There's you know? a good good so scene developing comedians. You know I mean? and, and there always was like Boston, New York, and probably Rhode Island's roped into that too. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. just that area. No, there's plenty of them all yep. around. Plenty of them in Rhode Island, and I know a lot of them that would be willing to come in here and be happy to shoot the shit in, in the room for mm-hmm. no doubt i love that you're expanding uh i think that it's a great idea for you i think you're gonna have a lot of fun interviewing comedians musicians and integrating them with the the, the fighters that you have in exactly. here kind of just all the obscure arts that you're involved in this is what it's about the new technological age cool. you got a dope setup this is as cool of a hang as possible you got mm-hmm. the drum set in the corner all the memorabilia all around badass yeah, it's not bad for a little fucking room, right? <laughs> oh, the room that prevails. Room, the room I love it. prevails. And I it always am will. always happy to be back, for sure. Okay. Hey, it was great being here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's man. the first time you guys well, we back. kicked him in. Uh, you know, yeah. face-to-face, pleasure, man. man. So yeah, awesome. man. Um, anytime, Andy. Like I said, I'm going to be having some comedians on, not on Wednesday night when he can't, like, 
maybe a Tuesday or a Thursday if you're around. Yeah, dude. I'll let you know, hey, Andy, I got this guy coming down alone or this woman coming down alone. You want to come down? And yeah, I usually shit. try to get down to Providence on Thursdays. Uh, I usually hit Rick's and Woonsocket on Wednesdays. It's the one that's closest to my house, but uh, oh, it was 945. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got to get out of here. All right, with that said, follow us next yeah. week. We will have a comedian. Maybe I'm going to talk to Andy about him. <laughs> all right, who do you got? I'll let you know. Oh, all right. As soon as we get off. We're out of here. Okay, later. Yo, later. thank you all. Take it easy. Peace. <laughs>